damas y caballeros, welcome back to the Raw Power Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to listen to this portion just in audio format, I have a link down below. But for those of you that are here to see some cool visuals, I would actually highly recommend for you to stick around. But like I said, I will do my best to cover all the details in the audio portion. Let's get right into it. I'll be doing certain portions in Spanish, certain portions in English. And what I've noticed in the fitness industry is that I grew up listening to Louis Marco. Louis Marco was my go-to guy for bodybuilding. So for those of you that remember him, they're like, oh, yeah, I think he was one of the best ones that would critique, would give his input. And, you know, unfortunately, he's not longer doing it. And I get it. I know why. And when he started explaining it, I was extremely bummed. I was like, ah, oh, come on, dude. Just keep doing it. But I actually feel the same way he does right now. And the other platform that came along after that was Nick Strength and Power. He does a phenomenal job. You know, he's all about bodybuilding. And my approach is more on the educational side. You know, not just aesthetics, not just like, oh, wow, that's freaking awesome. They have godlike physiques and nice rounded muscle, his chest, his back, his quads, his calves, whatever, right? Kind of like a commentary of just straight physical attributes. And the reason why I fell off is because this sport, quote unquote, is one of the deadliest in the world. I can't even recall how many people have passed away. And it sucks that I was just so passionate about it, seeing all these folks and then seeing them having health issues. It didn't make sense to me. These are some of the healthiest people on earth, quote unquote. Before I started diving into what they were taking behind the scenes, I was like, man, they look great. They're in shape. You see them doing cardio, Stairmaster, eating good, and training. You automatically think that they're healthy. They have it set. They're going to live forever. La realidad es que no es así. Apariencias engañan. Cuando andaba viendo estos personajes en televisión, en la internet, dije, oh, wow, yo quiero ser como uno de ellos. Ya después, con el tiempo, ya viendo que lo que andaban tomando era más que la proteína, la comida y el ejercicio. Eso era como el 30% o 40%. Lo demás eran asteroides, anabólicos, todo eso. Y yo estando... Mucho tiempo analizando todos estos atletas. Uno ya puede ver, oh, él, él no es natural. Oh, él es natural Él ha tomado muchos años para agarrar un físico. Él no. Él está en anabólicos, esteroides. Y no nomás hay... There's not just one form of steroid. And I always used to think there was just one form of steroid. You just take it, right? Lack of knowledge, lack of resources. I didn't have that type of environment to, you know, teach me or tell me. You know, más pensaba que era, oh, una cosa y te inflaba. 
you know, I just get you big and that's it. No, there's like a whole science behind it. Es una esencia. Y si no tomas tiempo en estudiar, a, analizar y ver exactamente qué sí es lo que quieres hacer, te matas. Literally. You kill yourself. And there's been plenty of proof of that. So, el tema de hoy va a ser de un chico de 20 años. So, for those of you that know Tristan Lee, like I do, I don't follow him, but I've heard about him. I've seen a bunch of videos of him. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. This kid is shredded. Este niño tiene un físico. Está sorprendente. No más porque no tiene tanta grasa. Tiene 4% de grasa. 4. Y muchos van a decir, no está muy chido, se ve chingón, se ve bien ponchado. No, no manches, blah, 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 right? But for those people that actually know, that's a very dangerous place to be in. 4%, that's nearly unsustainable. Es muy peligroso estar en ese nivel de 4%, 4% de grasa. Es muy peligroso. Obviamente vino la fama, vino las visitas, los clics. So this kid overnight, I mean, he's been doing it since he was very, very small. Obviously gained a huge following because of his shredded physique. All right, so I'm going to go over this video that he talks about pretty much what he had to endure. En este video va a explicar... Obviamente, some of the obstacles that he had to go through. So let's check it out. But today we're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into the some of the downfalls of the seemingly glorious lifestyle that you guys have mm. seen over the past few years with me maintaining sub 5% body fat, 4.4 according to the hydrostatic body fat test. There's a lot of people that are interested uh, in this topic. We're me. also going to talk a little bit about <laughs> and a lot of you folks too. I was maintaining that level of body fat percentage and how I was feeling, how I was convincing myself if I was hungry or not, how I was forcing myself to do more cardio and how I was sleeping four to five hours a night and still <laughs> functioning throughout my day. So let's do it. No más durmiendo cuatro a cinco horas. Eso no es vida. Eso no es vida. So let's start with the numbers. Three years ago was when this generally started, when I started becoming a little bit more obsessive about the numbers. Back then I was having 3,000. And that's what happens when you dive into this. As a gym bro, you get so obsessive over numbers. Es una obsesión sobre los números, sobre todo. Sobre tu nutrición, sobre las pesas, cuánto estás pesando, how much you're lifting, everything, everything. Plus calories and I was playing so And not in a good way, in a bad way. Soccer as well as doing bodybuilding. Now when I stepped aside from the soccer field, my focus has shifted from, oh, I need to fuel for soccer, I need to make sure my performance is optimal, to only bodybuilding, only the way I was looking, only how lean I was. I started obsessing over every little detail of my food, my diet, just to get to this sub 5% body fat level. Yo hacía eso. So what you're seeing here, I used to do before. So people like him, niños como él, yo veía y decía, oh, pues, él tiene un 5% de grasa y está comiendo eso. Ok, ya lo voy a empezar a comer mañana. 
without even diving into the logistics. You know, he has different requirements. Él tiene diferentes requisitos que tú. Está chaparrito, todo, ¿no? Cuanto, how much energy he's actually using on the daily. Muchas cosas que uno debe que aprender y toma tiempo. Y uno, like me, before, antes decía, no, eso es lo que voy a hacer. Mañana lo voy a hacer, voy a la marqueta y voy a comprar esas cosas. Y me voy a poner bien mamado, ¿no? That's not how it works. You know, one pack of beef have to make sure that's the exact weight on the food scale and then I got to make sure that I'm exactly this number of calories in my fitness pal or else I'm going to get fat or else I'm not going to be look the way that I want to look. So it became so obsessive to the point of delusion. Now, as this line got pushed further and further where my focus was so much on cutting calories. All right. He pushed the envelope to the point of delusion. That's insane. And that's extremely detrimental. I been to that point, yo he estado en esos, en esos momentos donde tengo todo en mi mente, que es lo que tengo que comer, que no es lo que tengo que comer. Y al final de cuentas, tú estás gastando energía nomás concentrándote en lo que debes que comer. And it's such a detriment, especially for me as a creator that I had to constantly think about ideas. It was a lot. You know, I was just like, yeah, this is not going to work out. This is not for me. You know, I really want to live a healthy lifestyle. You know, it's restricted, but not to this level. Porque antes pensaba exactamente como ese niño. Y realmente no es una buena posición estar mentalmente. Calories and getting leaner and leaner and leaner. I started to lose sense of my body's actual hunger cue. So my satiety was no longer determined by whether or not I felt hungry on a particular day or at a particular time. It was instead just determined by what number I see in my fitness pal. I then started adding in things that would curb my appetite or make myself feel more full. For example, carbonated drinks that bloat you. Drinks to curb cravings, then I don't know what you're doing Life. These are literally lifesavers when it comes to dieting. If you're getting into like a, a diet stage and you're trying to like kill cravings between meals, if you have some sort of drink, it definitely does help curb your craving. So I'd use that in between my meals to push off the next meal and, and eat less calories overall. Obviously not a good thing if you're trying to optimize performance. I know a lot Hell of bodybuilders no. who are going into a dieting phase. Essentially, that's what I was doing for two years straight. Phenomenal physique. Look at that. For a show, and I never brought my calories back up, and that was eventually to my detriment. It started to become this vicious cycle of burn more, eat less, mm -hmm. and every single crutch that I was using to make myself feel less hungry that's began right. to increase. Having one artificially sweetened carbonated drink turned into having five artificially Ooh. sweetened car carbonated drinks. All right, let's stop there. This is a great topic. Este es un buen tema porque es lo que pasa. You restrict yourself so much that ultimately that one serving becomes into five. Y eso es lo que está explicando. Who, who knows how many energy drinks a day. But imagine, it just goes from one thing to another. Perdió la sensibilidad de decir, no, si tengo hambre, no tengo hambre. Y ya, when you lose that, that's it, it's gone. Incredible. So I would tell myself I'm fine. You know, you tell yourself you're fine, you're not hungry, and you keep driving yourself, and your adrenaline's going so much 
that you don't even notice these hunger cues anymore and it doesn't matter your brain disassociates the hunger from the cues itself and just says okay if, the, if this number in my fitness pal says that it's too high you shouldn't be hungry although i didn't have a super active social life in the first place small things like going out mm -hmm. to restaurants and seeing the meals on the on the menu and not knowing the macronutrients that became an issue for me so oh yeah i became so obsessive <laughs> that i wouldn't let myself go out and have a bite to eat with a friend or or go out so that's true es muy común que no tienes tantos amigos, ¿no? Y si tienes amigos, se te van a desaparecer. And that's true. Because every time they try and invite you to go eat, you know that's never going to happen. Because it's like, where are we going? What do they serve? Do they have healthy options? For me, I'm a little lenient that way. But for him, que no sabe si va a un restaurant, cómo van a preparar su comida, qué le ponen. The seasoning, cuáles aceites usan, so on and so forth, es realmente muy peligroso porque ya tiene una plataforma, ¿no? Ya tiene muchos seguidores y obviamente los seguidores quieren ver este niño con su físico, ¿no? And that sucks. It's just like, hey, you don't have a social life. I don't, you know? Like, anybody ask me. Hey, you want to go eat? You want to go hang out? Nah, I'm good because I'm here at home. I'm able to control my environment. Out there, you know where you're going. You're going to a pub. They don't have healthy options. You're out there late. You're not eating at the times you're supposed to. Es un desmadre. No tienes amigos por, por esa situación, ¿no? Pero eso, that's what you got to give up. That's something that comes with the sport. Y no es fácil. No es fácil porque ya después tus amigos ya ni te mandan mensaje porque dicen, no, pues muy delicado, da, da. Y sí, tengo mucha, mucha gente que, ah, pues eres especial, me vale madre. Soy especial y qué? Me cuido y qué? No es malo. You know, you gotta love yourself. Yo, yo me quiero mucho. Y me importa qué es lo que estoy comiendo. I've gone to family festivities and be like, nah, I'm good. It's like, no, pero la abuela lo hizo. Okay. <laughs> no quiero. I'm good. Ah, pues los tamales están bien ricos. Nah, I'm good. Estoy bien. No, no me gusta. You know? Y es, es difícil. Sí es difícil porque ya después la gente te, te critica porque ellos no lo pueden hacer. Y... Ellos lo que nomás pueden hacer es criticarte porque no tienen la mentalidad. It's, it's tough. It's a fucking tough road. Oh, wow. Just because I didn't know the calories in the in the particular food. On top of that, my focus was so much on burn, burn, burn that I'd constantly be thinking about my next meal or I'd constantly be thinking about my next training session to make sure that I'm burning enough calories, that <laughs> I'm not gaining body fat, that I'm getting leaner and leaner and leaner. My mind was never at rest for one second. It was constantly what's the next training session what's the next meal am i eating too much am i getting fat on top of all that when you're on social media obviously you have this massive platform and you're putting out videos constantly and you get these people commenting you know you look greater you're looking leaner you're looking good and uh -huh. in my head obviously that just makes me want to go more and more and more to that point another thing that i became extremely obsessed about was the number of steps that i was hitting per day it that's insane 
he needed to hit 20,000 steps a day just to maintain competition-ready physique. Why? For what? You know, just for social media, just to, obviously, it's an accomplishment. Yeah, it's great. But, man, the detriment of this whole situation está pesado. It's, obviously, it's not for everybody. You know, I've, I've done it to a certain level, and I know how hard it is. And that's why people die, because you're restricting your body from nutrients, from the things that it truly needs, right? You're ingesting calories for your body to be active, to source the nutrients to its destination. For this kid... Man, that's crazy. It's that's a that sucks. That really does suck. Didn't matter if I was on the treadmill or if I was on the stairmaster or whatever cardio monster that I was doing, I had to hit 10 to 20,000 steps a day, upwards of 20,000 pretty much for 2 years straight. If my phone didn't say that I hit 15 to 20,000 steps every single day, I'd be beating myself up. I'd be thinking that you know, I'm gonna get fat or something like that. So, so honestly, it was just this endless cycle of running my body into the ground and never giving it to the, the opportunity to grow. Well, not only to grow, but to recover, homie. Man, just imagine just running your body down all the time. I've been in that position, like I said, the gym pro mentality, just running it down, redlining it, going to gym twice a day, no rest days, because you know what? Fuck overtraining, all this and all that, right? Si realmente no dejas tu cuerpo descansar, como este niño por dos años no dejaba su cuerpo descansar. Todo el tiempo, correr, caminar, hacer ejercicio, mi comida. That's pretty damn stressful, you know? When I was doing it, it was, it was pretty stressful. Pues para mí, haciéndolo nomás porque X, sí quería hacer una competencia unos años atrás, pero es una dedicación al 100%. Debes que dejar tu trabajo y hacer esto como tu profesión, ¿no? Pero cuando uno está empezando, no tienes dinero. ¿Cómo vas a hacer las cosas? That was the biggest eye-opener for me. It's like, if I quit my job, I don't really have an income. I have money saved, but I'm going to run down my bank account very quickly, too. So... That's when I decided, you know what? I look great. I look good. I'm not I'm not functional, but I'm not going that route. Y ya después decidí que no iba a ser que no voy a competir. Si tuviera el dinero era otra cosa. Ya lo hubiera hecho, no sé cuántas competencias, no sé si estuviera vivo ahorita. <laughs> Because you're giving it your all. You're depleting your body, you know, to look like you're healthy, but you're really not. I mean, I'm showcasing the real struggles of, oh, wow, this kid has a freaking sub 5%, sub 4%, and he's living the dream. Y a ves, este niño no estaba, como uno dice, viviendo el sueño. No estaba viendo ningún sueño. Estaba viviendo una pesadilla. <laughs> this kid was living in a freaking nightmare. He was not sky high. For two years, Jesus. Not to mention I was training seven days a week and oftentimes doing two a days. So to put things into perspective, I'd be doing two training sessions a day. 
On top of that, I'd be doing cardio. On top of that, I'd be moving around constantly to make sure that I hit that 20,000 step mark. Cumulatively, I'm adding up to four training sessions a day in a sense, and I was absolutely killing myself by being so active in general. Anyways, now you guys have a gist of just how obsessive I was over every single detail, making sure that my calories were sub 1800, making sure that my steps were 20,000, making sure that I was training twice a day, all of these different obsessive things, not letting myself go out to eat. Now you guys have a better idea of exactly how obsessive I was. Let's get into the details of some of the negative effects this had. So oh, the downfall. Ahorita ya va a decir exactly los puntos negativos calories from 3000 all the way down to 1800 where they were at my sleep continued to take a toll and 1800 calories oh wow eso no es nada and by the end i was only sleeping four to five hours a night and still working throughout the entire day now when you're in this mindset like i was in where i was so obsessed over how i was looking i wasn't taking into account the other factors that are going to affect my performance, my training, how I'm looking, and how I'm feeling on a daily basis. Sleep was one of those things. How was Look, so just imagine, he's doing this just for the looks. He's not preparing for anything, not even a competition. He didn't even step on stage. He's just doing this just casually in a sense, you know, for people on the gram, for people on YouTube. Like, hey, look, I'm all ripped, right? Man, to have all these one of the main ones of actual recovery is sleep sleep till this day some of these things that actually helps us with are unanswered in a sense you know sleep is a most beautiful thing that i cherish with my heart i get my rest i wake up refreshed i mean sleep is like i said it's a beautiful thing y pasar el La, el primer tema que es negativo de nomás tener cuatro o cinco horas de, de descanso. Wow, es catastrophic. Was I still functioning? I have no fucking idea. I would literally wake up at 1.30 or 2 a.m., work until 9 p.m. the following day, and that's with the 20,000 steps, the two training sessions, filming content, editing content, working on the supplement company. I go to bed at 9 p.m. the next night, and then I wake up at 1.30 or 2 a.m. the next morning. Dormía a las 9 y se levantaba a la una y media de la mañana. What the hell is that, dude? I don't know how I was functioning. My body was running off a of pure adrenaline for that for the entirety of that time. And I'm sure stems and caffeine. Let's see. And I had no sense of whether or not I was actually tired. Now I'd wake up in the middle of the night starving at 1.30 or 2 a.m. I'd have to go to the bathroom, which was extremely, extremely frustrating. And then I couldn't get back to sleep. My mind was in such a position of, I need to make sure that my calories are at this point. I need to make sure that my activities at this point, that none of those cues matter. And my brain was so rewired to think, you're fine, just try to go back to sleep or you're fine, just keep working. I think that a lot of body builders who are in a competitive dieting stage mm -hmm. where they're about to get on stage and they're dropping down to sub 5% body fat levels deal with similar things yep. whether it's a frequent urination 100% waking up in the middle of the night and it's a serious issue now the problem it's a more than a serious issue homie is when you go for a year and a half and you don't address that issue it progressively gets worse and worse and worse 
it was extremely backwards at that point for me to think that my training and my my body composition was going to improve with those levels of sleep with those levels of stress and going forward continuing to decrease my calories increase my activity obviously it was just getting worse and worse now let's talk about strength strength's a little bit more difficult to man i'm gonna skip this just a little bit i'm sure strength wasn't the greatest thing and I, i'm sure he was pretty stemmed out I'm going to skip just a little bit, just so this video won't be too long. But just of what he had to say. Nomás el tema que, que habló sobre du, su, his sleeping schedule is freaking crazy. Y él tiene un buen punto. Ya teniendo como dos años, ya reversando... Todos esos problemas, you know, reversing all these problems, it's just like, it's irrelevant. You know, ya te di, tú mismo dices, no, pues, ¿para qué, para qué solucionarlos, no? Ya tengo dos años a seguirle. Aunque no me duerma bien, aunque no tenga el descanso que ocupo, está bien, me veo bien. That's, that's dangerous. That's why people die. You see what I mean? Comprehend, especially take into account that my... 120 pound dumbbells on an inclined dumbbell press to three months later only being able to press 110 pound dumbbells for the same amount of reps so going forward i'm looking at my lifts and making sure that okay i'm consistently improving this lift and if i'm not i'm plateaued then i'm taking a look at is my recovery suffering where do i need to improve okay so that's the strength portion of it so now let's talk about anxiousness and irritability mm. this was something that affected my entire day I started to oh, his entire day. Imagine for two years, his entire day, he was stressed. I would, I can only imagine the stress level this kid had to endure just to eat good, his, fulfill his macros, fulfill his steps, not sleeping well. Imagínate, ya tiene un chingo de cosas que debe que pensar. Bite my nails. I started to crave super sweet things. I didn't want to be around other people, and I was a little bit more irritable. I was so hyper focused on eating or training that that was the only thing that I could think about all day. It didn't matter. I didn't want to spend time with people. I didn't want to work on anything with people. I was just so focused on how can I drive my body forward so that I can create this video uh, or get this content or whatever it may be, and just get so the that likes I can and the views. Five percent body fat levels. The issue was clearly that the perception I had of my body was irrational and delusional. I couldn't look in the mirror and assess, accurately assess, say, okay, I'm either A, building muscle, putting on size, putting on body fat or losing body fat. Instead, it was just, oh, I'm getting fat. And this fear and this anxiety began to affect my entire life. I was just so- Oh, that's terrible. That is absolutely terrible. Man, that's a whole lot to ingest. You know, to take care of and to try to live life like this. <laughs> you know, at that point for me, having all these likes, followers, comments, all these people glorifying me, doing all this content, putting it out there and not even knowing if I'm gaining weight, if I'm losing weight, if I'm gaining strength or not. All these attributes that come with a physique and gauging like, okay, I look, I look good, you know, but still... Trying to see all these other numbers, squats, deadlifts, bench, 
me, me daba un orgullo que este niño anda hablando de las cosas que realmente yo he visto personalmente, documentando muchos personajes en el fisiculturismo, que no es juego, pero más que nada no es una vida que uno puede tener, que uno puede vivir a gusto. Like for me, like I'm cool, I could have a like little nice cookie right here or brownie if I want to. Yeah, I'm pretty restrictive. Sí tengo, sí tengo restricciones, but not to that level. It's, that's insanity, man. Hyper focused on doing all these things to maintain the sub 4% body fat levels, which obviously was not optimal. So where, where am I at now? I've shifted my diet from eating 1800 calories a day all the way up to now I'm eating 2700 calories a day. Obviously quite the big jump. I didn't just jump from 1800 to 2700 because I don't think that that would have been the best thing for my body. I slowly increased over time and I've seen started to see progression in my training again, which is obviously very exciting for me. And it's given me a little bit of perspective to not be so hyper focused on yeah. cut, cut, cut. Because exactly. if you're hitting a certain point where you're just regressing, there's no point in doing it in the first place. My activity has decreased quite significantly. Before, um, as I said, I was training seven days a week, and I was doing two a days, and I was doing cardio, and then I was trying to hit 20,000 steps. I've pulled back on a lot of these different factors just to make sure that my body is recovering properly. So now that I've increased my calories and I've decreased my activity, my sleep has seen significant, significant improvements from sleeping four to five hours a night to now sleeping up of eight hours a night pretty much every night there you steps, go. I've lowered so significantly I was at 20,000 as I said and now I'm barely even counting because I'm just focused on cutting back that training to make sure that the next day I'm able to go into my training session lift the most amount of weight get the most amount of output so I've shifted my mentality from drive 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 to instead how can I optimize the next training session how can I optimize this week and how can I optimize this month so that I'm continuing to progress over time what I failed is yep that's why my biggest shift happened this kid just pretty much summarized he's on resuming que He's not looking at doing 20,000 steps anymore. <laughs> like I said, y lo ha dicho y lo voy a seguir diciendo. No es sostenible. Es imposible. Ya lo hizo por dos años para hacerlo toda la vida. No se puede. Ya aumentó sus calorías a 2,700 calorías de 1,800. Si es casi el doble. I mean, for me, it's like, eh, he could have gone a little bit more but it depends on his goals right staying shredded and stuff and gaining strength y como ha dicho muchos de nosotros tenemos metas no que queremos cumplir y él vio ya ahora si sí ya duerme ocho horas ya ahora si sí es como diciendo ya es normal no pero teniendo un físico y no realmente diciendo, pues, me estoy dando lujo, me est estoy viviendo mi vida como yo quiero, en los cielos, a gusto. Por dos años, ¿no? Era una pesadilla para este niño que anda diciendo. And I'm actually very happy he really expressed the negative, the true nightmare he was living for two years i'm really happy this kid stepped up to the plate and said 
this is not sustainable. Don't do what I did because it's messed me up psychologically. I'm sure it still does have a detriment that he had to let go of 20,000 steps, that he went from 1,800 to 2,700 calories. It's not easy. Uh, trust me, it's a long process. Take into account before was how the activity of my previous day was affecting the activity on the following day or the activity in the following week or the progression in the following week. If I was to do 25,000 steps and eat 1,800 calories on the Monday, how is that going to affect Tuesday? How is that going to affect Wednesday? How is that going to affect Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and so on and so forth? So now instead, I've been looking at at a more macro level. How is my week being affected by a single day's activity? How is my sleep being affected by a single day's activity? So there's a little bit more of a deeper look at the crazy things that I was doing to maintain sub 5% body fat levels. As I said, this was one of the most psychotic ways to live in my opinion. You guys can let me know in the comment section down below, but each day I'm just trying to progress and learn one more thing to continue to progress my training, which is what I'm doing. If you guys did enjoy the video, please leave all right, that's a wrap. Ooh, man. It's it's a tough life, man. For two years, everything he had to go through. And like I said, I no longer glorify that because psychologically, it's going to be an uphill battle for him for a good while. And I'll put money on that. <laughs> eh, no es una vida fácil de vivir ahora en adelante porque debe que pensar, no, pues... Mi cuerpo está cambiando y ya no estoy caminando como antes, 20,000, 20,000 steps. Y pues para mí, afortunadamente, yo me di cuenta hasta ahorita, ¿no? Como unos, casi unos 4 o 5 años, me di cuenta que esto realmente no era para mí. Es... Es un físico, como mi papá siempre me decía, es una ilusión. No es algo que puedes vivir y siempre tenerlo. Se, se va a ir. He, he accomplished a tremendous feat for two years. You know, props to him. I mean, I would have been not loving the spotlight because I'm not fulfilling myself. I'm killing myself. I'm really, yeah, I'm killing myself, you know. Restricting myself on calories, trying to do 20,000 steps, not sleeping. It's just like, that's not life, bro. So I really hope you got something out of this. This was very important for me to cover. And still so many things that I need to uncover from this industry that sometimes apariencias engañan. And they truly do. So give it a thumbs up. I hope you like my Spanglish translation, just bringing, you know, a little bit of more of my Latinos, Hispanics, you know, there's a lot of platforms in English, hay muchas plataformas en inglés, pero en español no hay, no hay, no hay plataformas en español de calidad, okay? I'm going to be the only one. I, I know that. So, I got to capitalize on it and bring it forward to you. Se los voy a enseñar, los voy a educar. Mi español es not the best. Pero lo voy a echar ganas, ¿ok? Con todo. Like, subscribe, comment. Give me your thoughts. There's a whole ton of things that are going to happen that are still going to be uncovered. But for now, that's it. 
Thank you for watching. I'll catch you guys on the next one.